Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Do your friends tell you you should start your own podcast? Or are you the friend that has a great idea for a show but don't know how to get it started? Now's the time to take it to the next level with Self Made, the podcast edition. Podcast One and Launchpad One are giving you the opportunity to become the next great podcaster. Compete for a year-long contract worth $100,000 with Podcast One, the biggest podcast network in the business. If you have an existing podcast or you're looking to start your own, Self Made is for you. Open submissions are happening now through September 3rd. Go to launchpad1.com slash self-made to learn more. See official rules and sign up for your chance to win. That's launchpadone.com slash self-made. Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, the uh, number is up to seven lawsuits filed, five more promised, and ten more potential women filing lawsuits against the Sean Watson. Not looking good for the Houston Texans quarterback. We will ask, Do it? does anyone still want to make a deal? make a trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh, and should I care about Alexi McCammon? Alexi McCammon, latest person to get canceled for 10-year-old tweets, seems a little bit over the top, but she wouldn't care about me. Am I supposed to care about Alexi McCammon, the, teen, the former Teen Vogue editor? And we get some tweets, some mean tweets, well, some dumb tweets. Roddy White, the dumbest of all time, Ben Volan, Pat Forty. From uh, Sports Illustrated, he's happy because the coaches who lost in the tournament over the weekend, they didn't wear their masks properly. <laughs> we will read you the, that that idiocy from the uh, mask fanatics and much, much more on today's Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy. And the loan experts will help you find the loan term, the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Colony, let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. So this is this uh, scene from All in the Family. I like these timely, um, topical uh, uh, comparisons. Uh, I like to refer to All in the Family, which was on you know 50 years ago. But a scene, kind of a famous show, kind of a good sitcom. And uh, Archie Bunker gets in a car accident. He wants to sue the other person. He hires a lawyer, Rabinowitz and Rabinowitz. I think guy comes over and he says, uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't my fault. The guy hit me. And then they find out there's a witness. The witness is a station wagon, station wagon filled with nuns. And he says, there's an old saying in uh, law school or in Jewish law or something. He says, in a court of law, you can't beat a station wagon filled with nuns. In a, well, I'm, I'm thinking I got to, I'm going to update this today, Colin. I'm going to update this uh, saying, this expression. I'm going to say, in a court of law, it's tough to beat 22 Ooh, massage therapists, 22 hardworking massage therapists is uh, quite the challenge for uh, old Rusty Harden. Now I know Rusty Harden, Houston, Texas, 
famous uh, attorney represented Roger Clemens once upon a time, successfully, I might add, uh, is now defending Deshaun Watson. But I think he has met his match in this guy, Tony Busby, who's representing the massage therapists. And he's filed <laughs> seven lawsuits already from seven massage therapists. He says there are five more coming, and he's talking to 10 more women. We're talking 22 massage therapists. I'm not sure why you need 22. I really don't. I really need to understand this story better. I need I need more insight because even if you get a massage every day, why do you need more than, I don't know, seven? That'd be one per day. That'd be Why do you need more than 10? Why do you need because 22? He, well, it's like his form of dating, right? Like he, need, he needs a massage because it's part of his routine with football, but he just wants a different woman every, you know. Okay, then, then, he's, then he's even stranger, even creepier. Than we were, we were what was it, Thursday? We were saying, you know, there hasn't been a bad word about Deshaun Watson. We're talking about right. a guy, by the way, who was the big man on campus at arguably one of the biggest football schools in America in Clemson, right? Like the, the, the energy there. You didn't hear a bad word about the guy. No I feel I feel like now it was either like behind the scenes he's been living a lie his entire time or you know it's the only option right he's living a lie he's coming off as a good guy but behind the scenes he is an animal uh, like an absolute sa like horrible savage or he is just completely getting railroaded by these women. Uh, it would be and and I'm telling you if it's one or two or three or four you could say you know, he's got a, a great record so far and a great reputation. Maybe this person, and, and by the way, they got a lawyer. They didn't go to the cops. They went to a lawyer, and they were making a demand, which I believe Buzz, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson uh, declined, a demand of some kind of financial settlement. Sell, settlement. And that didn't happen, and uh, now we end up with 5, 7, 10, 12, 22. And I don't even know how many... How many? Uh, he's twenty-five years old. He's he's been in the league four years. Uh, I'm not sure how often he gets massage gets massages again, or um, if he has one and doesn't like him and tries another one, or maybe they have to do the whole deal. Maybe he's got demands of them that you don't get to make for every massage therapist, and when they don't accede to his demand, he passes. Says good. We're we're moving on to number you know sixteen or seventeen or eighteen. But the craziest part of this whole story to me is what two weeks ago, he was too good to trade. I said it. Most people said it. The Texans, as screwed up as they are, would be crazy to trade Deshaun Watson. Again, 25-year-old stud, three-time Pro Bowler already. Hasn't won much, but you could see it. He's just talented. He's just damn good. And you don't want to uh, you don't want to give up on a guy that early, even if he wants out, even if he's mad because you know they 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 let JJ Watt go, they traded DeAndre Hopkins, they he you know they get rid of the coach, and uh, we don't know if he's thrilled with the new guy Cully. But you, know, you must like Cully, huh? You must be a big fan of Cully. What my friends call me Cully, so there's a lot of confusion in my world. Yeah, I knew that. Yes, and yeah. um, and so you're saying. You can't trade him. He's too good. He's just too damn good. He signed a new deal last year. I mean, it'd just be crazy to deal him. And now, about, what, 10 days later, <laughs> you couldn't trade him if you wanted to. I don't care what the Houston Chronicle, what's the guy's name? Aaron Wilson at the Houston Chronicle. We'll get to him. I don't care what he says. There's no way a team is going to give up. We were talking, you know, three first-round picks. We were talking Miami would give up the second pick in the draft. 
and Tua and another player and another draft pick, the Jets would, I mean, uh, Miami would give the third pick, the Jets would give up the second pick and more, more draft picks, more first rounders, more players, just more. He would, the price was uh, astronomical 10 days ago. Now I can't imagine any of these teams would give up anything. And, and the story is this was in the Houston Chronicle over, I believe on Saturday and I had to read it twice. I wrote it down when I wrote down the sentence that the teams are still in the running, still interested in making a deal for Deshaun Watson. And he lists six teams, Eagles, Panthers, Jets, Dolphins, Niners, Broncos, six teams, not Patriots aren't on that list, but uh, which I'm not surprised. But are you seriously telling me that these six teams the Eagles, Panthers, Jets, Dolphins, Niners would give up, forget, you know, the you know, give up three first rounders, would give up anything, take him on and all these pending lawsuits and just say that's the price of doing business. No shot. That, that, no. That, and, and you heard uh, this guy, Aaron Wilson, the writer for the Houston Chronicle in an interview. I didn't hear it. I read it. Does he sound like he knows what he's talking about? Oh, yeah, this he's, he's nuts. He's, yeah, he sounds like he's doing Deshaun Watson's bidding. Like he's in with the camp, he's in with the agents. He's a, he's a Watson guy. Believes Watson through and through. Totally fine. He's a homer. That's fine. But I don't I don't actually see anything wrong with the claim, right? Because in the report, it doesn't say whether or not these teams are still in, but waiting to see what the results are, right? Like they could just be waiting to see how this plays out the next couple of weeks, but still want the team to know that they're interested. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Well, sure. But does this sound like something that's going to get resolved in a matter of you know days? You'd, you'd have to be able to make a deal before the draft, which is in you know, a little more than a month. You'd have to be able to, I mean, this is <clears throat> your starting quarterback and you'd have to give up a ton. So you'd have to get this whole deal done in the next month, there's no chance. <laughs> and even if he pay, even if he pays off the first, whatever, uh, seven, we get seven <clears throat> massage therapists who have, who have, um, been, who filed the lawsuit already with this guy, Busby seven, even if he paid off all seven, you're talking, he said five more are, are promising is his word promising to, uh, uh, take action. And then he's talking to 10 more. And then we're not even talking about the more that it will come out of the woodwork. So are you, are you seriously telling me that, um, that, that, that a team would make a deal, a team would, uh, would give up uh, whatever it takes, bring in a guy and all that baggage. I mean, he's good. He's really good. And I think he's going to get better, but are you telling me they would give up all that and just well, you're you're, buy, you're buying at the if they're gonna let's just like say for some crazy reason that they try to pull off a trade this week you're buying at the lowest possible value of I, I, no I mean you but lowest possible value will be if he you know gets 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 well, arrested or we have you know someone has videotape I mean if they can't make this deal they're gonna try to get a whole, uh, try to make a deal for Kellen Wills Kellen Winslow Jr. next I mean what do you do Aaron Hernandez isn't available. This is way too much to take on. If he were a wideout or a or a or a cornerback, that would be too much to take on. This is your starting quarterback. You need his full attention. You need everybody to follow him. To to uh, you need him to lead. They all have to follow his lead. There's no way any of these six teams has given up whatever it takes to to get the guy. We'll see. And have to and have to, and have to pay him. Have to pay him while an investigation is going on. 
right? And, and, and you got to rely. Yeah, yeah. you got to pay him, and you got to believe in him. You got to let him lead. You got to. Uh, you got to. The whole franchise has to be built around him. While twenty-two massage therapists are telling their story, what if they do that? What if they come out and start telling the details? And we all can we all can speculate what the details are, what he did, what he asked of these massage therapists. And I was thinking the worst initially that, you know, he was forcing them to do things they don't want to do while he's getting his massage. And then I heard from Roddy white, former, uh, Atlanta Falcon star receiver. And I said, Oh, well, I guess he is innocent. Could this be, this would be, and we do a lot of, we talk a lot about dumb tweets, crazy tweets, self-destructive tweets. And we'll get to, uh, the, uh, the story of the uh, Teen Vogue editor, Alexi McCammond. But here it is. We just popped it up on the screen. Uh, if you're not, uh, if you don't have the video, I will read it to you. This is Roddy White from uh, Atlanta Falcons fame. This is his tweet. I hate this for Deshaun Watson. The quickest way now to get a bag is to sue someone. It's impossible to make someone give you oral sex. This is a far stretch and everyone want to get paid. <sighs> has, has that been deleted yet? I know you got a screenshot. That has not been deleted. That has not been deleted. I guess I give him credit for it. I mean, he actually typed those words and hit send. Yep. Roddy White did that. It's impossible. What if you have a, I mean, I'll just, um, uh, Deshaun Watson aside, let me ask you this, Colony. What if he had a gun to her head? Uh, yeah, I think. I, I, <laughs> what if he said, "I, I, I, you know, your family is uh, being held hostage. I'm going to kill them all if you don't cooperate." He How is about a, that Roddy White. Would that he work? He's an NFL player in peak physical condition. I think he can, uh, from a powerful standpoint. I think he can. Uh, yeah, I think we all know that it was the most ridiculous tweet I've ever actually. I, seen. I mean, if you yeah. threaten the woman and say, "Here's what's going to happen if you don't do what I, I mean." <laughs> Or you just scare her. Just you just scare her, and maybe maybe you think I'm Deshaun Watson. I will ruin you. You'll lose your job. You'll lose. I mean, and and uh, you'll lose your money. Maybe he's paying them so much that uh, he said, "If you don't do this, I'm coming after you. I'm going to destroy you." Um, I guess Roddy White's not even worth taking seriously in this situation. It's just so stupid. But honestly. What, what I tweeted this out and immediately you get people that never, you know, never believe the victim, never believe the women. And, you know, oh, they're just after his money and they, you know, maybe they are. We don't know this. But if they are, if this is not if if Deshaun Watson is not, as you said, living alive, he's not the biggest fraud. If he if he hasn't been exposed here as just the slimiest, creepiest guy in the NFL, then this Tony Busby character is running one hell of a shakedown. It's one thing to get one or two women, one or two massage therapists again, but we're talking seven lawsuits already, soon to be 12 and maybe 20, maybe two dozen. How do you do that? And that all that all don't have anything to do with each other, right? Like if it, to your point, if it was one, two, even three, and maybe they were all from like the same massage parlor or something like, you know what I mean? Like maybe that would make sense. This is like, isn't it 22 like random women he met on like Instagram I mean, or something? Uh, the one, the one we heard from—I um, I don't know—the one we heard about was initially was flown in from Atlanta, <laughs> flown in from Atlanta. So obviously she doesn't. And I mean, 
That makes me suspicious because there's lots of massage therapists in Houston. I assume there's probably a million that would line up and love to be working for Deshaun Watson and uh, and the uh, and the Houston Texans. He's in trouble, and I, I I love the player, and I would think if you're the Jets or Dolphins, you do whatever it takes to get the player. But once this thing breaks, you just you know throw that whole file in the trash and say we're moving on. You know, we're going to draft the QB. We're going to stick with tour. We're not, we're going to stick with Cam Newton. If that's what it takes, this guy's supremely talented, as talented as anybody, including, well, not in Mahomes. Mahomes is in a class by himself, but he's as talented as anyone next level. The idea that you bring this on uh, uh, voluntarily, NFL teams, NFL coaches hate distractions. That's why Colin Kaepernick has never had another chance. Now, he's not blackballed. They just don't want the baggage. They just don't want the headache. You're going to bring this on voluntarily? Say, yes, let's bring it on. 22 lawsuits. No way in hell. I didn't hear Aaron Wilson from the Houston Chronicle, but I'm going to believe you. I'm going to believe that, that he's uh, a big Deshaun Watson guy. He's a, uh, uh, a, a, a guy who is, I don't say doing his bidding, but he's getting his... Uh, He's getting his uh, insight, his information from the uh, Rusty Harden camp. The I mean, he's doing his bidding. To your point, if there's six teams still interested in him during this moment, I mean, he's trying to keep the momentum alive to some extent if this were to pan out in Deshaun Watson's favor in the next few weeks. So he's he's the only one out there saying this stuff. He's clearly the mouthpiece for the Deshaun Watson camp. Well, um, we'll 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 find out because uh, Tony Busby's made a lot of promises. You can't do that. You can't say I got twenty-two women and then not bring the goods. And if we find out, I mean, think of what what they're accusing him of: forcing them to have to, to uh, give him oral sex while, or maybe when you're done with the massage. I don't know all the particulars of uh, Texas law, but that sounds like a violent sexual assault. In uh, you know, according to the law, that sounds like not a civil. I mean, right now it's just a civil case, but the report was that they are talking to the police. If that's a, if that's the accusation, if that's the charge, you don't just file suit. You call the cops. You file a police report. Then what? This young stud superstar quarterback has real legal trouble, and the the big and it's the biggest story in the NFL. It just explodes, and and again, the Texans are a mess. They don't need this, but they got it. And I wonder what what happens if suddenly we have a police report alleging what what I just said. What what we all suspect that he forced them to do something against their will. That is a felony that you know puts you if you don't you know, if if they prove their case that puts you in prison. Deshaun Watson. Are we talking another? I don't want to say Aaron Hernandez because he was a murderer. But are we talking a major criminal, like criminal trial? <laughs> it is. It's, it's almost it, like people don't want to go there. You know, you want to talk about it, but you don't want to go there. The worst case scenario for the NFL, for uh, uh, for the Texans, for Deshaun Watson, the worst case scenario is, you know, <sighs> is, it just seems it seems so outlandish because, like we keep saying, there's been no prior history with this guy. But which I is know, the I scariest thought, ones? Those are the scariest ones when exactly. you say. Exactly. That is really what he's like. I mean, and I hate to compare anybody, even, you know, to OJ Simpson, but that I'll, that's the part I'll never forget. I saw OJ Simpson in a restaurant restaurant one time, and he was everyone was laughing. And I think it had to be at a Super Bowl uh, or a playoff game, but uh, where people were all in town, and he was glad handing everyone and laughing, and people, he just lit up the room. 
And I remember uh, Will McDonough could not believe it because he loved uh, O.J. Simpson, just thought he was the greatest guy, the most personable guy. All that's true. But this dark side came out and you started to hear and read about it. And you said, holy crap, we didn't really know that guy. Those are the creepiest, scariest ones when you say, that's a dark side we didn't see. You know, I mean, there are guys, bad guys that uh, you say, you know, whatever it is, like uh, whatever, Albert Hainsworth, some guy like that. And you believe any bad thing you hear because he's kind of a uh, an ornery guy. And, and you say, yeah, I could see him doing whatever, doing some violent thing, beating the guy up or whatever, uh, uh, domestic violence, things like that. You know, you don't, you're not shocked by this would be so shocking. And I grant that we don't know Deshaun Watson that well, the way we knew OJ Simpson as a public, as a, as a viewer consumer. But if it turns out he's um, just serial, uh, whatever you want to call this assaulter of women, of massage therapists, and they tell their stories and they all stack up, like they all line up and they all seem credible. The, this young superstar, well, not superstar, star. I mean, he's three-time pro bowler. He's a star. And he's one of the faces of the league is, is going to go to, you know, criminal trial. Wow. But also, but also call me crazy. And, and maybe I'm just looking at this wrong, but uh, like when Andrew, when, when Andrew Cuomo has accusations thrown at him, it makes, you know, headline news on NBC, ABC, whatever. So women that have been, you know, assaulted, see that and are able to come forward. How right. do these women know to come forward? I can't imagine that they're logging on to profootballtalk.com every it's morning. A great, it's a great question. I don't know. I've, I've, every time I read a story, I say, man, there are some holes that need to be filled in here. And again, they, they, I don't know if it was, uh, it was Mike Florio. Somebody said, you know, the police are investigating. Then the whole thing changes. Holy crap, the police are involved. But how do they, I guess you, you're right. You see other women come forward and you say, Hey, he did that to me. Maybe you let it slide initially. Cause it's Sean Watson and you say he tipped well. And, but they, but you're uncomfortable. You feel like no one will believe you. And suddenly there's a whole, there's a whole station wagon filled with, with massage therapists who've been violated. And you say, Hey, I'm not alone. I'm coming forward. How, I mean, if you're talking 22 and he's only 25 years old, and only been around for four years, God knows, uh, <laughs> If this was a a proclivity of his, uh, it sounds like he was. Um, I don't think the numbers. I, I mean, I think obviously he's a horrible human being, but I don't think the numbers are crazy because he's a freaking football player. I mean, look at Tom Brady gets those deep massages what three yeah. times a day for God's sakes from Alex Guerrero. So the number could be way bigger than than twenty four, twenty five. Now that would be a wild story if he forced Alex Guerrero to do the things. That, that would be wild. Yeah, that would be pretty wild. But I said this the other day that I remember vividly. Well. An interview with Emmett Smith, who had this great career and his longevity was amazing because he was a running back and he got pounded. He wasn't that elusive and he took a lot of hits and they said, how did you do it? And he said, the secret was a deep tissue massage every single day. So like seven days a week, he had this long, deep tissue massage. And that was the reason he hung around so long. So some guys believe that maybe Watson's one of those guys. But I think when you're flying in massage therapists from other places, because the ones you got are either not cooperating or, or they're not getting the job done that you want done, then then you got a guy who's got a, an issue. And uh, we'll see. It's going to be the biggest damn story, the biggest story in sports for weeks on end. If if they're telling the truth and he's lying, and and Rust and both these lawyers are very public. Rusty Harden and Busby, you know they'll be doing press conferences every day. 
get ready, get ready. I don't believe the six teams are still talking trade. I don't think anybody is talking about trading anything for this guy. Cause the more you read, the more you say, how could this guy Busby some, you know, pretty smart. Maybe he's great scheming. Maybe he's a great con artist, but to get all these women to all conspire with one big lie and tell similar stories, that's a pretty amazing accomplishment if you're Tony Busby. So if you believe Watson's innocent, if you're Roddy White, you don't believe that he could do those things they said, and that's pretty dumb. But if you believe, if you're Roddy White, you think Busby is the greatest criminal conspiracy uh, organizer planner that, that that there's ever been. You really well. He'll be, he'll be. I mean, if this doesn't come in his favor, he's getting disbarred. That's that's. See you later. You know, you never know. Yeah, you know, he's like he's Avenatti. He's Avenatti. If he's uh, if this is all alive, and he is, he is one hell of a. What, what's the plan for? Isn't the plan this week that Rusty Harden will have a legal response to the whole thing? So obviously, yeah. Deshaun put out a statement, or basically, pretty much immediately when this stuff went down last week. But now he's he's kind of toned it back. He's played, you know, he sat on the sidelines saying anything. I think they're going to come. I think they said by midweek they'll have a legal response to all this stuff. But don't, I mean, you got to do a lot of homework. You got to, you know, look into all these women and figure out why they're doing it and, and maybe discredit them. I mean, Jesus. It's not easy. I'm sure Rusty Harden's old staff has got their hands full. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they, the latest was, uh, you know, the seven lawsuits, seven different women engaging in misconduct during a massage. That's from the uh, Houston Chronicle. They said four, uh, uh, four more cases on Thursday were filed. Um, three of the women um, have sued officially sued uh, Watson's. I don't think you could even pay your way out of this. You can't pay off 20 women. I mean, let's, uh, I mean, I don't think, but it's going to get wild. It's going to get wild. I don't think anyone's trading for him. I think that whole story's over. I think uh, if you're the Dolphins, Jets, or New England Patriots, you're lucky. You didn't make the deal because <laughs> if you oh. made the deal and then this all unfolded, uh, but the, are the Texans not the most uh, just become, I said, they've become the new Browns, you know, just these losers, just these star crossed. Yeah. Well, how, how, are they, how long are they going to suck for? That's the thing. Like how many years are they going to suck well, for? I mean, he's obviously got a good 10, 12 years left in the league. Right. But so one uh, thing you get going for, you got a good yeah. young quarterback. You, you mean yeah. the coaching situations a mess. The, you know, the, the, the one thing he hasn't done, he hasn't won, you know I mean? He's, Everyone loves him as a quarterback, but he went, you know, four and twelve last year. Um, led the league in passing yards with four uh, forty eight hundred and twenty three, but didn't make the playoffs. And in uh, um, in the in the playoffs, he's one and two. He's won one playoff game, so not exactly a uh, getting off to a great start in terms of winning football game. But we'll have to, we'll see how he does because you know what, he's going nowhere. He's going. I mean, I'm nowhere. no. I, I should never analyze a. Um, out of shape myself. I should never analyze a professional athlete, but at least like Tom Brady at least gets his massage from one guy. He takes it that seriously. It's part of his routine to stay in peak physical condition versus Deshaun Watson, who appears, I mean, worst case scenario, he gets massages from 25 different women. And it seems like it's just kind of like he doesn't take it as seriously from a professional level, right? Like, and not to go like into some way, but it's just not as serious, and he should be taking his career more seriously, I would assume. Yeah, man, it just seems so strange. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you want if you want a woman, if you want uh, just uh, want some love, and you're Deshaun Watson, it can't be that hard to get 
you know, above board legitimately. Why would you have to do this? The, uh, it, uh, Busby released some text messages, which weren't real incriminating, but he says he's got more. Does he say he's got, uh, no, he's got text messages, which he says will prove his case. So they don't just have, you know, seven or 22 women say, yeah, he you know, grabbed my head and forced me to do things I didn't want to do. Apparently he's got more evidence and, uh, maybe, maybe Watts was a bad tipper. Maybe they're all pissed off because he didn't uh, throw enough cash on the table when he left. Cause you know, these masseuse, these massage therapists, they live for tips. By the way, it's, it was a big week for massage therapists. And in many ways, it was uh, illuminating. You learned about the life in Atlanta. Did you see the ages of the women? These And I know when Bob Kraft got busted, it was pretty amazing that the women were, were older. They were running the, or owned the massage parlor and took good care of Kraft. But the women, the victims... In Atlanta, I can get it, but the, one of them was in her 70s. Uh, I think a couple were 50s and 60s. These weren't, you know, young young kids. Not doesn't change anything. But this sick bastard, this uh, Long Robert Long, uh, who, by the way, uh, I've never seen the media more disappointed. They've done the cops shot down their theories that it was uh, all based on race, that he was a white supremacist, that this was a hate crime against Asians. They just shot it down and they will not let it go. It's amazing how many people in the media just said, I don't care what the cops said. I don't care what the, what the perpetrator said. This is a hate crime. This is uh, white supremacy. It just, it doesn't fit the narrative, but they don't seem to care. It's like, we're going to run with it anyway. Um, but uh, like I, I said to you last week, I, it is kind of, I, have you ever heard of somebody who has a sex addiction who blames the people who were satisfying his needs on all his problems? Like it is an ab absurd uh, it's an absurd thing to hear for the first time. Uh, truly. I mean, it was shocking when you heard it. Uh, uh, when you heard it the first time, you said, what? He's a sex addicted and he's shooting massage therapists. Um, and, you know, people getting massages were, were, uh, uh, were among the, you know, the two, the two non-Asians. Uh, what it was, a it was a man, right. A man and a woman. Um, the, the non-Asians uh, who, uh, I'm looking for their their names here, but uh, didn't didn't fit the narrative. But they don't care. They're running with it anyway. Yeah, 69, 74, 63, 44. Those are those are four of the uh, therapists who were uh, were gunned down by this scumbag. Um, I don't know if the 74 year old was just in the way, or 74 year old was one of his targets. Uh, 51. I mean, they were all. You know, very, very experienced, strange, strange story. And just the most heartbreaking, tragic stuff you've heard from one of the victims, kids, uh, they started a GoFundMe for, and they've raised 2 million bucks. Have they really? Bucks. I didn't see that. They raised 2 billion bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's people are, people are heartbroken for them and, and, uh, they're reaching out, but, uh, that was a big story over the weekend. And I, and it just, I, my, my thoughts and prayers, not just to the victims, but to the media, to the New York times and CNN, because you couldn't have it. You didn't have another, uh, white supremacy, uh, narrative to run with. Um, hang on, hold that thought. I got to talk about a great new sponsor, GovX. Uniform professionals sign up to serve causes greater than themselves. If you've ever served in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, or frontline medical communities, you are eligible for free membership at GovX.com, the greatest online shopping site for Americans of service like you. 
Your job demands a lot from you, from deployments to long shifts and the dangerous situations most people don't have the courage to face. There's a reason why GovX believes service-minded patriots like you deserve special recognition. GovX.com delivers the deals on all the gear you need for your on- and off-duty life. Register at GovX for instant access to discounts on epic brands like Oakley, Yeti, Garmin, Vortex Optics, Benchmade, Danner, and more. This site was built exclusively for the men and women who serve our country and communities. That's why every month, GovX supports nonprofits serving the military, first responder, or law enforcement communities. We don't just thank you for your service. We honor it. Signing up is fast, easy, and totally free. Become a member today and use Callahan for $15 off your first order of $50 or more. GovX.com, savings for those who serve. What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. Thoughts and prayers to Alexi McCammond, the Teen Vogue editor. I want to get to this because I'm, um, I'm not sure how I feel about this, Colleen. I, every day, every day on this podcast, we talk about people canceled. We've been covering every damn cancel culture story for over a year and they get crazier. I say this all the time. They get sillier. I mean, the, I, I, every time I think it's peak insanity, I mean, starting a year ago, uh, almost with the, uh, Grant Napier, the play-by-play guy for the Sacramento Kings who got fired for saying all lives matter, trying to be uh, to, to be conciliatory with uh, somebody in a text and, or in a tweet, just said, "Hey, you know, I believe all lives matter. I, you know, I love everyone or something." They fired him, and I said, "That is the craziest thing. It can't get any crazier, and it just does day in and day out." Jeremy Roenick and Mike Milbury fired for doing nothing. Then we did a couple of weeks ago. Chris Harrison, who just hired a lawyer, the bachelor guy who got fired for nothing for asking for grace and compassion, just. We've reached peak insanity. And then the Mumford and Sons banjo player, uh, what's his name? Winston Marshall, kicked out of the band for recommending a book that was critical of Antifa. Critical of Antifa, Antifa, as everyone knows, are anarchists, are criminals, are, are violent thugs, and just the scum of the earth. The book by Andy No uh, exposes them, criticizes them. This guy read it and recommended it. And that got him kicked out of the band. He's a founding member. He got kicked out of a band. I wouldn't care if he recommended whatever, any crazy. I mean, recommended Mein Kampf. You'd say, you'd say, you know, I'm not endorsing Hitler, but the book was interesting. I mean, it's a book. Who cares if it's if you don't like the theme? He read a book and said it was revealing, and and I recommend it. So so what? Uh, there was a good Bill Maher rant. My man, Bill Maher had a good rant on this on, on Mumford and Sons, kicking the guy out of a band for recommending a book. Thought that was peak insanity. Um, this might top, well, it doesn't top it, but I'm not sure how I feel because if Alexi McCammond, the 27 year old former editor of teen Vogue used to be at Fox Vox with a V Till she started uh, messing around with uh, the uh, White House aide, the Ducklow, 
he he had to quit because he uh, was screwing around with a member of the media. He was forced out by Joe Biden after a while, but uh, somebody in the White House forced him out. Anyway, Alexi McCammon, 27 years old, hired by Teen Vogue. And if you think Teen Vogue is just a teenage style magazine or whatever, you, you don't understand. Teen Vogue is a crazy left wing. I mean, hardcore commie rag everything you know they just believe in every crazy radical left-wing cause including you know blm and antifa and the riots and, and every race theory critical race theory and everything and they are hardcore lefty crap that pollutes the mind of young women and girls anyway they hired the 27 year old lexi mccammon they find out she tweeted offensive things 10 years ago when she was 17 Go through her tweet. She was in high school. She was talking about a teacher who was Asian. And by the way, she said the word Asian. She didn't use a slur. She just talked about her Asian uh, teacher and her Asian classmates and, you know, critically. And then she used, uh, she said some, she used the word homo, like childish juvenile word homo. And th that was it. I mean, there was no N words. There was no real you know whatever threats of violence or anything that got her fired because a group of staffers at teen vogue rose up and demanded she get ousted including one staffer i believe uh i don't know if we have the, the staffer's name who cares was um talking about how, i'll get it here for you talking about how she had to go Oh, the the social media manager. Yeah. Yes, Christine yes. Davitt. Christine Davitt. What is it, Davitt? Davitt, says, I think, yeah. Right, yeah, so she, yeah, I got it. Christine Davitt, senior social media manager. She was demanding they get rid of um, Alexi McCammon before Alexi started at this place. She got hired two weeks later. She got fired before she actually started running the place. And one of the people leading the mob, uh, you know, ready to, the, the leading the woke mob to get her canceled was Christine Davitt. So she wins, you know, she gets her fired. She's happy. She's thrilled. And immediately people look at Christine Davitt's social media history. And guess what? It is much, much worse than Alexi McCammon. She used the N word a number of times and uh, you can find it. it I mean, literally I'm looking at the story from outkick and they have the word blurred out except for the N it's N and then the word, the rest of the, the, the word, but she, she tweets out the N word a number of times and much, much more offensive stuff. She writes, this is amazing to me. She was tweeting about them firing the editor who tweeted uh, the word Asian and the word in the slur, the home, the, the gay slur 10 years ago. So they fire her and she tweets out, exhales the deepest sigh I've ever sighed. So proud of my Teen Vogue colleagues. The work continues. This woman was sighing the biggest sigh ever because they fired a young black editor, 27-year-old editor, who 10 years ago tweeted something snarky about her Asian teacher. That's the biggest sigh ever. Are these not the most dis, just just misguided souls that that is the work that they're uh, that they're pursuing, getting people canceled for ten year old tweets, and then boom, I guess this woman Christine has to get fired, right? I mean, she can't continue to work. She oh, tweeted. There's, yeah, there's no. I mean, th th there's no way that somebody like her in that moment, after you know, you look like such a hypocrite, obviously personally, but then the shit that you said is way more offensive. She better be. She should be fired today, even though I I don't want her to be, but I don't want either to be because well, they that's, both that's my grown up. 
in their fucking words. Like, why? That's do we- my, 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 my quandary, Colin. And you got to help me with this. I'm, I laugh at this. I laugh at these people eating their own, but I, my initial instinct is stop this craziness. Stop canceling people. Stop going through old tweets. This is crazy. We, where does this go? And then I say, what would Alexi McCammon say about me? If I were, how about when I was canceled? Mm-hmm. I'm sure she didn't uh, chime in, but if she were asked, she wouldn't, she wouldn't protest. You know, she wouldn't uh, have any support. She wouldn't support someone like me or you or whoever, or, or you know, you name it, uh, you know, Jeremy Roenick or Grant Napier or anybody on our side. She's definitely part of the woke mob that does the canceling. So they eat their own. She gets, you know, bitten in the ass by this movement, by this craziness, and I'm supposed to care. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to say, oh no, that's not right. That uh, now she's, you know, she's young and she's, you know, she was a kid, and I mean, I'm supposed to defend this woman who would never ever defend me. No, well, you don't. You don't have to defend her, but you defend the concept in that she can write stupid things 15 years ago and grow from those things and doesn't deserve to be fired. You don't have to give a shit about her personally because she sure as shit doesn't care about you. I, I, that's a, that's a, you're right. That's the way it has to be. I don't care about her. I don't care if she ever works again. She's a crazy left wing member of the woke mob. She'll probably get hired by the Boston Globe or whatever, the New York Times or some other Daily Beast or some other crazy left-wing outfit, Politico, and she'll have a great career because that's the difference. When you're conservative and you get canceled, it is tough to bounce back because everyone's afraid of them and the mob coming after them. If you're liberal, you can get you can rebound because they won't chase you. You know, they won't care. They'll say, oh, good. One of our own got to uh, landed on her feet. She will land on her feet. I don't know about the other girl, woman, whatever, Christine Slavitt, Lavitt, whatever her name is, who tweeted the N-word. That's a little worse. That is a lot worse. So that is kind of funny. You got to enjoy it. Got to, you know, take a heart of stone not to laugh at someone like that who demanded they fired this woman for saying Asian. And then people say, oh, let's take a look at what she's tweeted. Oh, look, the N-word. <laughs> People act like everything somebody tweets is like this most, it's like the most calculated maneuver. Like they're literally like, they're like 15 years old and they're tweeting just nonsense and having no, they they have no idea what they're typing. You know what I mean? Like to punish them later in life is just so absurd. It's like, you you say that, oh, that's gay. And you say, oh no, you can't say that. That that's offensive. And I say, okay, fine. But have you been on a playground with a bunch of, you know, 12 year olds? 13 year olds, you know, playing, they're going to say it. <laughs> they don't, they don't think anything of it. They're going to say, Oh, you're gay. That's gay. And I'm like, oh, y- you know, you can let it bother you, but it is a juvenile childish thing. It's not a, you know, it's not a, whatever, a white supremacist or, or a, or a, uh, you know, Antifa guy trying to destroy yeah. your life. It's a, it's a child saying childish things. And that's what I think Alexi McCammon was. I'm not sure how old, this other woman was when she was t- tweeting the n-word i guess that makes you know it doesn't matter how old you do no, that in fairness i can't i can't have it both ways in a sense because i like i don't treat twitter seriously whatsoever i could give two shits I you twitter. definitely don't i, I just want to laugh when i use twitter i don't use it like other people use it so i don't care but then on the flip side i see over the weekend an ohio state player basically get death threats over twitter because he you know uh lost the game for his team or whatever 
And mentally, I'm thinking in my head, like, we'll just go find those assholes and friggin' charge them with something well, because they're threatening this guy. So which way is it going to be? Like, do I have to take it seriously because yes. they're making threats? Or yes. I, I, think, yeah. I think most people take it more seriously than you do. Most people, yeah. before they hit send, they want to know whether it's actually you know, coherent, <laughs> a coherent sentence. You hit send, you don't even know if it's in English. Oh, I'm going to get canceled. And I, de I probably deserve it from your perspective. No, you don't get canceled because people have to understand what you're saying to, to, to get That's offended. True. But I always say there's two kinds of death threats. There's real ones and Twitter death threats. There's the kid at Ohio State. I, I understand people were pissed and and I'm sure it was ugly. His feed was ugly, but those aren't people who actually want to kill him. You know, it's not like someone threatening the life of, you know, Donald Trump. It's, or even, you know, Joe Biden. I mean, there's people in potential, whatever, uh, you know, John Hinckley's out there, but they're not going after Ohio state, you know, kids, 20 year old kids playing basketball. They're just dicks. Yeah. But you and I see that you and I see that because we have the attitude that we just don't give a shit and we know it's nonsense and don't take it seriously. He, he appeared to be legitimately rattled by these death right. threats. Well, he so, shouldn't be, he shouldn't be. And you're right. They should just be more like you and say, it's just Twitter. They're not real. These aren't real people. If they ever saw him at the mall, they would cower and they would run in fear. They wouldn't say anything to his face. They would certainly never threaten to physically hurt him. Uh, and, and they suck. They be, you're right. They just suck. And uh, you have, But you have to understand that they're not actually going to do anything to you. Which brings us, by the way, we brings us, let, me, let me do Shay and then we'll get to, since we're on social media, let's talk about the new star of social media coming soon, which is going to change the game. I know this, has, <clears throat> this is right up your alley. I know you're all excited. We got to get to a couple of... Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if the word's offensive. Notable tweets from uh, sports writers who are among the wokest of the woke mob. I think we know that by now. People at ESPN, people at the Boston Globe, people at Yahoo, sports writers are the wokest of the woke mob. Let me talk about Shea first, and then we will talk about the new platform, which is going to take the social media world by storm. Uh, but first, Shea, you know what Shea can do for you? I've told you before, I'm going to tell you again. They can build you a retaining wall. They, they're the best at retaining walls. If you need a retaining wall, these are the guys for you. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've seen them. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800 696 SHEA. That's 800 696 S H E A. Or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. This is Denny Somak, host of The Rock Podcast. I'm a producer, author, and rock historian, and I want to share with you some of the greatest stories in rock and roll. Well, Bonzo was the best hard rock drummer. 
Ever, hands down. I mean, no one comes within a mile of him. And I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. John Lennon had this wise guy look on his face, just like me and my friends were just a bunch of wise guys, street kids. The first guitar I ever had was a um, Spanish guitar, and I couldn't really get the hang of it. I was only 13. I had never written a song before, actually, and uh, so Jim says, okay, everybody go home and write some songs, you know. And so I went, went home and wrote Light My Fire. Join me. For The Rock Podcast, the only podcast that matters. From Podcast One or wherever you get yours. All right. um, This thing floated over the weekend, and we don't have a lot of details. Not a lot of details yet, Cullinane, but it is just the thought of it is pretty wild. Donald Trump is now telling people, and I believe this started from Jason Miller, who's an advisor, and I think a guy who is legit um, wired into the Trump camp. I don't know if he plays golf with Trump, who seems to play golf every day. Trump played with Bryson DeChambeau right. yesterday through a little tantrum. Yes. I, love how, I love how people that don't know golf think that a guy who's slamming his club is like, oh, my God, this guy's unhinged, Donald Trump. And they got a picture of him slamming his club. I'm not sure how they got it. I saw it in the Daily Mail this morning. I'm not sure how they got it, but nobody who plays golf says, oh, my God, this guy is on edge. You know, this guy's ready to explode. He playing golf. He chunked the chip or he sculled it over the green and slammed his club. It happens. I'll bet you when he's out there kicking it around, DeChambeau probably seems like a pretty emotional guy. He keeps it in check on the course. But when he screws up, I bet you he gets a little hot. But I like that because you remember when Rory McIlroy played with um, Trump? He, after he played, it went public. It was on the, out in the, in the media and he, and he got, I don't know about death threats, Twitter threats. He got a lot of blowback. And he said, I will never do that again. Nothing against Trump, but I don't need that in my life. Mm-hmm. Yep. DeChambeau is a pretty big deal right now. And I guarantee you, he got a lot. Well, he's getting probably today because it's been publicized. He's getting a lot of uh, criticism for playing with Trump. We'll see how he handles it. But uh, I hope he uh, I hope he tells them to go screw. He'll play with whoever he wants to play with. But anyway, back to the big story. Donald Trump is going to start his own social media network. He's given up on Parler, which is still in limbo because they shut down the servers. We don't know where Parler is going to end up. And and Gab apparently has some uh, objectionable people on it. I haven't really checked that out. You're you're more into that than I am. But I don't know what it's going to be called. I have a feeling the name Trump will be in the name of the on the name of the platform in some form. Trump. What, what do you think it'll be called? Just like uh, Trumpies or imagine uh, if he tries to do something like trendy, it just won't play well. It's first of all, it's completely overreact. It's not going to be like it's probably going to be his own direct kind of direct to consumer platform. It's not going to be like a Facebook or a Twitter. Well, can it be like Clubhouse where you have some kind of conversation? Because God, I hate call. I fucking hate I, Clubhouse. Oh, really? See, but here's Clubhouse, here's yeah. the thing that and people will, especially the media who loved the fact that the big media, big tech has shut him down and taken away his right to speak. Um, they love that. They love the fact that Trump, the biggest of the big months, was shut up. Literally, he was shut up and shut down by their friends, Dorsey and Zuckerberg and Google. They love that. You know, we know the media has no, does not care about people's right to speak and to express themselves. They love when they're, the opposition gets shut down. But they won't be able to not cover it. If he has his own social media platform and just say he starts off just ripping Biden for the crisis at the border, and he should, he 
God knows uh, the smartest thing Biden could have done was continue the Trump policy. He didn't. He's, you know, we got thousands of kids, you know, unaccompanied minors being dropped off at the border and set free into this country. It's an, it's a mess. And uh, even Biden's team has admitted it's a crisis, but in, and Trump spoke out about it, but he has to like release a statement. If he has his own social media platform where he can, be whatever, sitting on the toilet and typing up something. That will be news, regardless of what he says. If he says something, it is news. And I don't think even, you know, CNNs and New York Times, they can avoid covering it. He's going to force them to cover his view. Even if it's a flawed platform, there's not that many users and there's people saying, I don't know how to get on it. And I don't know, I don't know want to sign up and I don't want to do the, the fact that he is on it makes it newsworthy and they're not going to be able to avoid talking about it writing about it yeah i mean i just i want to see what form it comes in i don't think anything takes a turtle boy's big on this right like nothing nothing's going to take down the twitter facebook's of the world the instagrams they just own the social media space and if there is one person who can come along and do something you would think it would be trump but he probably but he won't i mean he joined parlor and that didn't do anything. Like nobody went over to Parlor really because of him. They had a little he, bit. Of he, well, he was still on Twitter then, right? And yeah, but he, well, he got didn't he get uh, he got like locked out of his account one time. Oh, that's Told true. Everybody to go to Parlor, and you know. But then he got banned for life from Twitter. It just seems bizarre. Like the former president, even if you hate him, shouldn't he be able to express an opinion on things that people actually see? It's it just seems so un-American. Do like Brady, you know, Brady just gave away his cell phone number. He's going to do that. He's going to do something like that where it's like, text me. And then you're going to be annoyed because he's going to text you in a marketing fashion, like 17 times a day. Cause he's commenting on, you know, Biden falling off, you know, falling downstairs again. Uh, I'll say it again. I don't know why people that hated Trump wanted him shut down because I don't, I think he often embarrassed himself on Twitter. I think he often, you know, spelled words wrong and rambling and incoherent. And it wasn't the most effective way I don't think for him to communicate. So, and he's also a former president. Why do you not want to let him have an opinion? And, but they don't. And uh, he's going to start his own platform in a couple of months. That was the Jason Miller uh, quote, right? couple of months. Yeah. Here, do you want to hear his words? We got this video. This is from uh, sure. Fox News over the weekend. But uh, I do think that we're going to see President Trump returning to social media in probably about two or three months here with his own platform. And this is something that I think will be the, the hottest ticket in social media. It's going to completely redefine the game. And everybody is going to be waiting and watching to see what exactly President uh, Trump does but it will be his own platform. So just a he's like a hype he's a hype man for it. It's going to be oh. it's going to be nothing. It's going to be a dud. Really? I don't we, I mean yeah. you'll you'll join if it's free, you'll join. Sure. You're yeah. a social media guy, you'll join sure. and just for him. And then if he's on it, I know Mike Lindell will be on it, right? Uh, what uh, he was, he's the perfect guy like embedded into other shit in the world, right? Like, so you're scrolling your tweets and obviously the, you see Deshaun Watson's madness and then you see some Bill Burr funny tweet and then there's Trump who you're confused whether or not he's joking or he's serious and a political fact. Like, he's the perfect guy just like in the mix with everything else going on. I don't, I don't want I don't want a platform that's like all Trump all the time. I don't need that. Well, just think of this just on people who've been banned or or censored by, by Twitter, Facebook, whatever, just if you have Alex Jones is on there, you, Milo Yiannopoulos is on there. Everybody from, you know, the, the Viking man, all the January, January 6 insurrectionists are on there. 
I mean, it would be a pretty wild place and Trump would be the draw. And once you're there, you start seeing what it's like to have a, you know, uncensored platform, which someone will say, I mean, isn't it amazing that Substack is this place where writers who've been, who've been canceled or been censored or been edited like Glenn Greenwald and Matt Taibbi and Jordan Schachtel, they um, all go to uh, Substack because you don't, it's just you and people pay to subscribe and you make it, you're on your own or you don't make it. Alex Reamer's on Substack. You have mainstream media outlets like, like guys at the uh, you know New York Times, Washington Post now saying we have to find a way to censor, to stop Substack. It's, it's the ultimate, at least in terms of social media, the ultimate uh, freedom, you know, place for freedom of speech, the, the bastion of freedom of speech where nobody's editing, nobody's stopping you, write what you want. If people like it, the free market speaks, they sign up, they pay, they read you. Yep. Sometimes it's free, which is how I've been reading all these guys because I'm not subscribing to all these. I mean, I, I subscribe, but I don't pay for all of them. And then some are great and others you go, eh, I don't, but whatever. It's a place for freedom of speech. And now you have these mainstream media. I would say we have to, we have to find a way to stop Substack. And I'm going, what? Stop Substack. You don't do that's the whole point of it is you don't get to stop them. You don't get to edit them. This is, this is where you go when those people drive you out of the mainstream media. You go to did Substack. I see, uh, did I see again over the weekend that uh, another Alex Jones like YouTube video was was taken off the platform? Did you see this? I think he did, I did an not. Yeah, I think he did an interview with Andrew Schultz, another comedian, which is like right. these R Rogan-esque people who are willing to have conversations with other people. They don't typically lean one way or the other, and they're just having conversations. I bet that was a fascinating interview. So I, I, I whoever got it early, probably the only ones who have seen it, but I think they took it down over the weekend I mean, as well. That stuff should be available. You know, put a little warning on it if you want and tell people you, you hate them. I don't care, but... The idea that she gets someone out there saying, eh, we don't really like this. You know, they, they, they lock yeah, down. Yeah, I wouldn't give as much of a shit if you added a little friction to it, right? Like if you added a, hey, just, just so you know, this video is something where, you know, we think we and then, be, and, whatever. And, and then, you know what? Everybody who hates him gets to write you know, what they think. They get yeah. to say, this guy's scum. He's whatever, racist. He's homophobic. He's whatever, you know, he's the worst. He's evil. They get to write that and post that, and you get to decide. It just seems yep. it is a ominous path we're heading down where people say, yeah, I don't like that. Stop it. Don't let them speak. And it just seems to get worse. I, I can't, I hope Trump does it right. I hope it's something we can all get on and read and appreciate because we need something. We need a, a, the counterbalance of uh, these these big tech tyrants. But would uh, you sign Would you sign up for Donald Trump text alerts like I signed up for Tom Brady? Would you sign up for uh, no, yeah, no, I don't want. I don't want. To, I'll see it. And you know what? If it's something newsworthy, we'll all see it. Yes. I, I, like I said, wasn't the biggest fan of uh, Trump tweets. I think his son Donald Jr. is a much better tweeter, to be honest with you, and much more coherent. I think that Trump, if he does this right, needs help. He's not going to just be able to sit there, whatever, at one in the morning type his thoughts and hit send. I want someone to look at that and say, Donald, you spelled that wrong. That's not the same guy. You don't wish, you don't say, don't we all miss Roger Ailes? You don't wish Gislaine Maxwell, well, good luck. These are awful people. You don't do that. You know, he needs help. He's not that smart on Twitter or wasn't. He'll never be on Twitter again. But I think for this to work, he needs someone like Jason Miller or 
whoever, helping Don Jr., uh, Laura Trump, he needs someone smart to help him. But uh, speaking of someone smart or not smart in social media and tech, before we uh, wrap this up, we got to get to these couple of uh, sports guys tweeting just dumb stuff. Um, in in our world, Ben Volan made, uh, made a little splash when he was wishing the final four would have an outbreak of coronavirus. Here's a uh, they had, a, they had an issue with the COVID protocols for the VCU-Oregon game. Oregon advances just because they're a higher seed. Is that how that worked? Yeah. Oregon advanced. The game was canceled because of COVID. Oregon-VCU. VCU makes the tournament and gets sent home because someone tested positive somewhere in their world. Anyway, Boland tweets from the Boston Globe. He says, I can't wait until this happens in the Final Four. I mean – I don't know that he's wishing that uh, kids would get COVID, but it is, that's one of those, you know, Donald Trump deals where somebody, you got to think twice before you hit send when you type that. That's, is that still up or did he delete that? I think it's, I think he deleted it, but I, I looked this morning quick. I should confirm that. I think he did delete it, but I'm not 100% positive. I mean, it is stupid. And he works for the Globe. So there had to be someone there saying, you know, Ben, you know, you really want kids to get COVID? Is that really yeah. what you what You can't wait? Why, do you, why would you say that? I mean, I guess if you hate college basketball, you want them to cancel the Final Four. Is that the deal? But he's one of those sports writers, and we've gone over this a hundred times, that were rooting for the virus the whole time. They didn't want, you know, baseball to play. They didn't want the NBA. They didn't want college football. They commended UConn because they wouldn't play football. They commended the, the Ivy League because they canceled the season when other leagues went off without a hitch. And they still can't stand the fact that sports is leading the the, the way to reopening the country in many ways. And it still bothers them. Um, this guy, Pat Forty. Pat Forty is now with, uh, who is it, Yahoo? Yes. Uh, um, he, I think he's former ESPN guy. He's a sports guy, college. Uh, yeah, he's with Yahoo, former ESPN guy, former career journal in Louisville guy, kind of a prominent college uh, sports writer. Was it uh, Sports Illustrated? Oh, yeah, he left Yahoo. He's with Sports Illustrated. Now. Oh, is he Sports Illustrated? Yeah. Oh, so he left. Yeah, well, he's bounced around, and you know he's a good liberal because he just keeps getting jobs. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, he, you know, he's a college sports writer, and he tweets out the. Uh, do you have this tweet? Yep. This is, uh, this is worse than Volans, in my opinion. But he says, not saying this is a causal relationship, but the three coaches who seemed the least interested in wearing masks this season were Brad Underwood. Bob Huggins and Chris Beard, gone, gone, gone. So this guy is pointing out that coaches that didn't really want to wear masks, like Bob Huggins, he'd be like hanging beneath his chin while he's coaching. They're gone, and he seems, I'm just going to read into it. I'm going to infer that he's glad. He's glad the coaches who didn't want to wear masks. Now, does he say they didn't wear masks and they got COVID and their grim and their mothers died or, you know, they got hospitalized or they were on a vent. No, he just says they didn't feel like wearing masks and they lost. So screw them. Is this his way of basically saying like, you didn't take COVID seriously, which means yes. you then don't take basketball seriously, which means your team loses. Like that's basically what he means. Right. Yes. And I, I think, uh, uh, I think Clay Travis outkick was one who said COVID drove sports writers, sports media, it drove them insane. It really did. When you, when you think of somebody saying the coaches who seemed the least interested in wearing masks, what? 
Isn't there like 300 teams in college basketball? I mean, he checked to see that these three were the ones that really didn't want to wear masks and they lost. So, oh, good. Now the guys who go on to the Sweet 16, they're going to wear their masks in their. I, I can't believe that we're going to be talking about masks. It, I'm telling you, it's gotten to be a bigger deal. I can't. It just seems so lame now. When you had Biden and, and Harris, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden in the same limo yesterday, and they're tweeting about how mask, look at us, we're wearing masks, we're saving our life. And you're going, okay, we got you. As I tweeted, 97% of the people are wearing their mask when they're supposed to, in the store and in whatever, at CVS, around people. And the people who aren't wearing masks, the, you know, Aubrey Huff's out there. They don't care what Biden says. They're never going to listen yeah. to Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. Anyway, so who the hell are you talking to, Joe Biden? Who are you talking to when you say, masks save lives, wear your mask? The people who are wearing masks, they hear you. They, they believe it. They believe in them. They're wearing them. The people who don't are never going to take your order on anything. They're never going to listen to you. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it just seems so anyone who says, Wear your mask, keep your distance, wash your hands now. You feel like punching them in the face. Can we be honest? I feel like just saying, enough. It's been a year. Well, we, you said no. this too with you said this all with the like the political leaders who love the power who love the power that they had the past year with restaurant owners going out of business. These guys don't lose a paycheck. Look at Ben Volan, who has been rooting still right now. He is literally rooting for sports to fall off the face of the earth. Right. He's, rooting, rooting, he's rooting for but has not even considered has not even considered if there are no sports he should not be being he should not be getting paid to write anything if there is nothing being played so he's been rooting this entire time for football well, the entire season he right. didn't want to be playing football but probably expected a paycheck i bet no he went to Tampa for the Super Bowl, you know, with his mask, and then he was writing about, oh, these people, what is wrong with them? They're not wearing masks. They're they're, they're gathering in the streets. They're going to restaurants. They're going to kill us all. Okay, we've been over this for a year. We've gone over the numbers for a year. Florida is an example for the rest of the country. They're doing great. DeSantis, in fact, I just saw the list of new cases, and it goes New York, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Mass, and uh, uh, um, Florida was ninth or 10th. New York is number one. Florida is open. New York is shut down. It's, it's, it, it's, we have a, a year's worth of evidence. That's enough, in my opinion, to, to understand that DeSantis did it right. Cuomo, God knows, did it wrong. But you're right. People like Volan, and I'm sure this guy, 40, are still rooting for the virus to shut things down. They're still rooting for people like Bob Huggins, who, let his mask slip to lose because masks have become this front, this, this, this front in this war, this front in this cultural war saying, if you don't put your mask on, if you don't wear two masks, then you're a, a heretic. And, and if you do, then you're a, a good quality person who, you know, who's trying to save lives. It's just silly. Like the, the John Kerry thing where he didn't wear his mask and, and people like me said, he's trying to kill people because that's their words. That's the way they framed the argument. If you don't wear a mask, you want to kill people. Well, John Kerry obviously wants to kill people, clearly. And and Biden bragging and ordering people wear masks. I'm like, can we move beyond that? Can we move beyond the fact that you think masks save lives? It's just so absurd. And I love Rand Paul when he slapped down uh, flip-flop Fauci because for two reasons. One, uh, Rand Paul's a doctor. He's really smart. 
He he had the facts. He totally bitch slapped Fauci. But the best part was that Fauci is not used to being talked to that way. He was like, "How dare you? Don't you know who I am? I I win awards. I'm I'm, I'm you know I'm man of the year. They, everyone loves me on CNN and MSNBC and New York Times." And he said. You're just doing it for theater. You, you've had the vaccine. You know you don't need a mask. It's just theater. And Fauci said, oh, here we come with the theater again. He could not handle being disrespected that way, being scolded that way. And I, I really believe this. I think Rand Paul propelled himself into that conversation for 2024 with that performance because so many people on my side, on the right side, they found that so refreshing. They just wanted somebody to speak the truth to Fauci, speak the truth and say, wait a second, you're vaccinated. Vaccinated means back to normal. That's why you get vaccinated. If you don't get to go back to normal, why do you expect people to go and get jabbed in their arm if they don't believe they get to lose the mask, go see their family, go out in public, live their lives? Why are they going to do it? Fauci's the worst spokesman, the worst advocate for the uh, vaccine, Fauci and Biden and Harris, those are the worst three people in the country as advocates for the vaccine. They're terrible because they keep telling us we can't go back to normal even after you get the vaccine and people who are on the fence are going, what's the point? Rand Paul brought that out and it was a be- it was beautiful. And I think everybody kind of just stood and applauded. Finally, someone calling out this fraud Fauci. It was glorious. And I think, I don't think Rand Paul will be the nominee, but if he's up on stage in the debates during the whole primary season with, you know, DeSantis and Noam and Cotton and Trump, if he's up there on stage, I don't think Donald Trump will be there. Maybe Don Jr. That people will uh, listen to him. They will appreciate him and they say, that's the guy, the doctor who put Fauci in his place one great day in back in uh, in March and, and and I loved it I loved it but anyway anyway uh we will leave it there um we oh, we had a bunch bunch more to get to I feel I just wanted to send thoughts and prayers to the female NCAA basketball tournament players teams because their weight room is not as good as the men and I just think that's tragic I think it's time that we especially since we're going to allow men to play biological men to play in the women's tournament we should give them the same weights as the men I'm with you girls keep fighting Keep fighting a good fight. But anything else, Colin? No. Did you see? Well, did you see the uh, Chicago Cubs prospect with twenty-one pounds uh, <laughs> of meth in his equipment bag? Did you see that? That's I, I saw his mugshot. I said that is a guy that doesn't give a damn. I mean, he doesn't even look. He doesn't even look scared or worried. He's just like, yeah, I got yep. caught. It's my thing. I don't know how much money he made before he got caught. I'm going to guess it's a few bucks, but it wasn't just meth, right? It was oxycontin too. Yeah, he was, yeah. Tw- he was hard pulled. Oh my God, that is nuts! The other thing I was going to ask you about too is what are they? How many cases are they attributing to uh, new cases in Miami? They're attributing to the spring breakers because they seem oh, like they're takes, they're going nuts in Miami. It takes two weeks, and all the Ben Volans and Pat Forties will be hoping yep. for a big spike, just like they were hoping after the Super Bowl for a big spike in cases in Tampa. It didn't happen in this case. I mean, this wasn't just spring breakers, man. This was some violent stuff. They arrested yeah, hundreds. Crazy. This was. Yeah. This was some gunplay. This was hardcore. And I don't know, but I think a large percentage of uh, the population, mostly young, are done. They're done. They're done with COVID. You saw um, there was a guy with like his face painted, waving the flag and just screaming, 
COVID is over. I think he was in Miami, South Beach. COVID is over. And their minds are saying, we've got, given it a year. We all understand that, you know, they still might get it, but they're not going to be really affected. They want to go back to their lives. They want to go back to school and work and, and parties. They're done. And it's going to be interesting because it's going to get warmer. The cases will continue to decline. And people, the mass brigade, the fanatics, will continue to scream that, you know, we're all going to die. Um, and there's more and more people who are just done. They're just done with it. There's real COVID fatigue. I think that's what you're seeing in in all those spring. I mean, obviously, Miami, South Beach was worse. But all those spring break places, people are partying defiantly. They're saying, we're done. We've been locked away for a year. We're, we're, we're free, you know, and thank God that you can do it in Florida. In, in New York or Massachusetts, they'd be arresting them and, and taking them away in handcuffs for trying to live their life. But it's good to see. It's good to see. It's getting warmer. Everyone was out and about. I walked through the North End Saturday, and it was hopping. It was like a whole different feel. I guess it's, you know, the weather helps, but I think the vaccine helps. A lot of people are vaccinated. A lot of people are already had it. They have the immunity, as Rand Paul points out, but it doesn't seem to be the same fear in the air. No, people are done. I think it's totally the weather. And it's you. Who, well, I haven't, I haven't traveled yet. I want to, I'm, I have to pay the pay. Uh, I have to respect the wishes of my family, unfortunately, but everybody, everybody who goes to Florida, you've probably talked to 10 people like I have. They're like, it's a completely different world and it's beautiful. And they come back here and they're just like, all right, I've had enough. I, I just went on vacation for a week with my kids in Florida and it was normal. Well, I'm going to bring that one right. back here. You know, they go to restaurants, they go to you know malls, they say, wow, people live in their lives. And they're like, why can't we do that here? And I mean, it's just so stupid and senseless. Like they came up with a rule in the state of Massachusetts and you limit indoor gatherings to a hundred and outdoor to 150, just random numbers made up by the governor, just made up out of thin air. And by the way, they have new rules for a wedding. We should go over yep. these. Yep. Where they change them, where they have to have circles on the dance floor that people have to stay inside the circle at a wedding. And if you don't, they find the venue or the caterer like big money if they don't make sure people stay in the circle. It's just insane. So I'm not sure why anyone would follow those rules. Just go to New Hampshire or Maine or Florida and get married. But anyway, so they come up with these numbers, 100 indoors, 150 outdoors. In Boston, they say, not good enough. The mayor, who's going to be uh, – confirmed today i believe for the labor secretary and be out of here but the next one next mayor will be worse the mayor says not good enough he changes it to 60 indoor 100 outdoor so the the governor makes up a number just makes up a number to flex you know show everyone who's in charge and the mayor says oh i'm going to show that i mean that i care more than you that i'm going to do more to protect the the lives of people i'm going to make it 60 and 100 both numbers, rules, laws, whatever, no, laws, orders are completely arbitrary and made up. And one is just trying to top the other. And I think eventually people are just going to be so sick of it going, why, 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 why are you doing this? Why are you making up more of this nonsense? They're just fed up, but, and it's going to get worse when it, for them and better for us. And when the, as it gets warmer and more people go out, more people get vaccinated, more people just get tired of it all but we will uh, we will leave it there we'll we'll keep we'll keep track of that i'm i'm enjoying it. i get lots and lots of dirty looks when i go out walk the dog without my mask now and uh yesterday was the worst everybody everybody on a beautiful day was masked up they were out they're not staying home anymore they're going out but they're wearing their masks and they're 
given me the the stink eye because I, you know, let mine slip. I'm like Bob Huggins. I let my mask slip. Everybody's uh, hoping that I, uh, you know, get the get the virus and die probably. But uh, kind of like Pat Forty was hoping Bob Huggins would lose because he didn't wear his two masks properly. I didn't even watch the games thinking that. I was flipping by the games all weekend. I was watching that Houston Rutgers game last night. I wasn't even looking at the coach to see how is he properly wearing a mask. Not one bit. That's a level of neurosis, of insanity that I can't comprehend, that you're watching a game saying, how distant is the coach from the other coach? How is he putting his mask on at timeouts? Is he taking it off when he yells at the ref? That's how these lunatics think. It's just bizarre. But By the way, Ben Bowen didn't delete that tweet, I can confirm, which is shocking to me. I would have thought that would have been because he got a lot of shit about that. I would have yes, he did. I mean, I, this is literally, you know, Boston Globe hoping, hoping college kids get a potentially deadly virus. It's not really for college kids, but it could be for their... Well, we know how serious he takes it, so yes, I, I, we have different views on it, but he takes it very seriously, so he's wishing uh, wishing harm on college kids, which is... When they, when, they low, when, they, when, they, when they change the rules and ease up on people, like allow restaurants to have, you know, 50% capacity, Boland's the first one to tweet, oh, I think we're rushing this. Oh, pushing this a little too quick. I'm going, what? What are you talking about? These people are dying. You're right. People like this don't miss a paycheck. They don't miss it. They don't know, feel the pain of these lockdowns ever. And they don't want to go out anyway. They want to stay home like you in the basement with their mask on. So they don't care about restaurant owners and gym owners and bartenders and managers. They don't care about these people who've lost their livelihoods and lost their businesses. They can't relate. They're at the Boston Globe. They're at, you know, John Henry's. Uh, their charity cases on John Henry's payroll, getting paid for nothing, getting paid to write stories that nobody's reading. Why'd you get me going on this? Why the hell did you get? By the way, the Globe has a new project I'm really excited about. We'll do this another day. We should do it with uh, Turtle Boy later in the week. They got a new uh, website that's uh, dedicated. I think it's a really fresh and new idea uh, dedicated to critical race theory and uh, and uh, focusing on uh, institutional and uh, systemic racism. That's fresh. I mean, we don't get enough of that these days. I'm looking forward to that website. God knows. I'm, I can't wait. I'm uh, Kendi, Professor Ken, Dr. Kendi from BU, the, the flimflam artist from BU who has built people out of hundreds of thousands of dollars to spew his hate, hate filled rhetoric about the critical race theory. That guy is involved in the deep, made a deal with the globe. And um, one of the women who's leading the effort from the Boston Globe. She's like co-whatever of this website. She said she hears the N-word and she thinks it's beautiful. She says sometimes it can be beautiful. And I just stopped my tracks and said, what? That's what you're going to get from the Globe's new website. But what do we care? Nobody's going to go on it. Nobody's going to read it. Nobody reads the website they got now. How is this going to be any different? But anyway, we are done here, Colonnade. Thanks to Shea Concrete and Allied Paving and DCU and GovX. And thanks to everybody for listening. Oh, by the way, we had a bunch of new reviews and ratings end of last week after we called for it. So keep doing it, please. If you could go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review or at least a four-star. Yeah, go for five. Go for five and write a review if you'd like. Write a good one, a bad one. Um, we'll have an update. Speaking of bad reviews on our buddy Alex Reamer, I'll give you an update on him tomorrow or later in the week. Talked to him for a while the other day. He's doing well. But we'll update you on our buddy Reem team or our, our former friend Alex Reamer uh, tomorrow. But uh, 
Until then, I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. If you're ready to change paths to nursing, the Misericordia University ABSN program is ready to help you make it happen. Misericordia ABSN is a 16-month program that offers three start dates per year with no entrance exam, so you can start earning your degree sooner. By combining online and experiential learning at our new Nursing Learning Center in Robinson Township, you gain the experience you need to succeed. To learn more, search Misericordia ABSN. New hot and iced Sunrise Batch Coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply.